off. Yeah, um, that was very good. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like this <laughs> film. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I, don't, I, know right. that, I know that we, we traditionally start with a, a slight preamble. Um, I think I'd, I'd like to open by saying my overall opinion, which is that the film itself is objectively not that great. The story is not oh, wow. that great. Characters aren't that engaging. But I think it has the most compelling villain of all time. Or, well, one of. In my top five. Um, so there. <laughs> it's one of the most compelling villains. Well, one of. Well, top five. Well, uh, <laughs> like David Tennant I... in, in Doctor Who. You know, when he, when he just like, it's like, you fool me every time. Well, almost every time. Well, once. Well, almost once. But it was a good once. <laughs> Um, yeah. But anyway, have we got a bit of something for the bullshit? Because we can't just go straight into no. unadulterated film chat. We have to have we have to talk about nonsense first. Exactly These are the rules, Danny, that we've made up, and we will be sticking to them aggressively. The very arbitrary rules that really <laughs> we could change at any time, but somehow we mm-hmm. need to adhere <laughs> to uh, precisely. Wee. Okay, so um, I uh, I found an old box of a uh, Lego the other day. Right. Okay. And I'm um, I've started to build like, a small sort of a uh, a small sort of city out of it. Hmm, nice. So that's that, that's that something. Does sound good. That's something. What, it's not as if I've just the... you know uh, struggled to think of something <laughs> and thought, okay, what have I done? And I haven't actually done all that much, so the only thing I could think of was that time where was, I was uh, asked about with Lego for an hour. Um, <laughs> what? What is there a theme to the city you're building? Is it just a general city? Um, it's because I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of Lego Batman figures. Nice. So, so are you trying to do Gotham? I mean, it's. It doesn't even look like Gotham. I'll tell you what it is, right? <laughs> what it right. What it is is it's an old sort of, uh, you know how you know how you would get some Lego sets with like a pre-built sort of structure with it. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. In fact, just make it easier. If you type in, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> type along with us. Yeah. If you type in Lego Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Just uh, Lego Indiana Jones. Yep, and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull set. Kingdom. Of the Crystal Skull set. Isn't Crystal Skull is, is like the one that everybody hates? I haven't really watched much y- Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's pretty shit. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm looking. It's um it's very it's if, if you're not Googling along at home, it's precisely what you would expect it to be from the name. It's some sort of beige Lego bricks that yep. have been painted with a pattern that looks like sort of bricks that you might find in an ancient temple. Uh-huh. Um there's a Harrison Ford Lego figure holding a see-through piece of plastic that is meant to resemble a skull. Yep. There's a Shia LaBeouf um, Lego piece. And um, there's a lady who's frowning, who I presume to be the villain. And there is also a man in a tank, who I also presume to be a villain. Yeah. So I've, like, I have I had that set. I got it when I was very young, and I lost all mm-hmm. the pieces for it. But I still had the massive sort of beige uh, structure that came with it. That's all intact. Lovely. Lovely. Um, so that was like empty. So I just thought, ah, there's some bricks in here. Let's just build some <laughs> banks and some nice. uh, some uh, skyscrapers and stuff. I mean, it looks really looks the most crowded city you've ever seen. You know, 
Everyone's mm-hmm. on top of each other. It looks as if it's like run down. Because <laughs> there's obviously not a lot, a lot of space. So it's literally two buildings, uh, a dock that I've just put some brown bricks on the edge. <laughs> I um, I had loads of Doctor Who Lego. I don't know if it was Doctor Who. Oh, was, like, is that that character Lego building Lego. thing? Yes, that was it. Um, Doctor Who character... Do- oh, fuck. Doctor Who character building Lego. <laughs> Maybe my parents saw character building Lego and thought, yeah, Lewis needs some of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, Doctor Who character build. Yeah, this is the stuff I had. It's not Lego, but it's very close to Lego. Yeah. If you stand a mile away and close your eyes. <laughs> um, I Oh, my God. It, I googled... Um, what did I google? Doctor Who character building Lego. And there's this internal TARDIS set. Uh-huh. Like a console room set, which I had when I was um, younger. And it's like, you build up like the walls and the main sort of central console, and it's like, you build a little mini outdoor TARDIS, and the walls are like mounted on, on like hinges, so you can open it up, so it's like all sort of flat against a wall, or you can like close it so it's like a sort of sphere like the room, and there's like pipes and stuff coming off the central console. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's you know, very exciting to someone who cares. It, it certainly is. It certainly Indeed. is. Indeed. There's loads of Doctor Who Lego. Um, uh, this this character building stuff. There's one... Remember the, that episode where the silent... Or the silence? They they make that time machine. Oh, yeah, up, yeah, upstairs yeah. Upstairs from... Um, what's his face? Uh, J- uh, James Corden. Yeah, upstairs from him. There's one of them. There's, oh, nice. Uh, one here, which I had. A Cyberman one, where it's like... In, in the set, there's like a guy and a Cyberman. And I think the idea is that you have to pretend that you're turning the guy into a cyberman so that's that's cool oh what else we got um i'm just slowly working oh there's a uh peter capaldi and clara set with some daleks i don't think i had that one is that actual lego though because there's actual uh, lego sort of oh no yeah this is actual lego lego, ah. lego on the bricks mm. see there you go you know the patents is it the patents i'm not sure what it is but it's like actually expired now so in theory you can buy any sort of lego style toy even if it's like like for example wilco recently started doing like own brand sort of lego in inverted commas yeah um and in theory it should stack with any lego bricks um i i don't know a lot about lego but in theory it should be perfect (laughs) i mean if anyone knows anything about lego like the sets that you would get for it are so fucking expensive oh god yeah really are like if I would ask for a Lego set, and my parents would just be like, yeah, Daniel, I am not spending £400 <laughs> on a Lego Death Star, okay? Mm, mm. With with three minifigures and lit. <laughs> <laughs> just so fucking extortionate. Um, no, I know. We had um, went a while ago, I think they made a load of Harry Potter Lego sort of sets, and um, oh, I think yeah. at the time we got, I think Chloe and I saw one that was on offer, and we got like a little... Quidditch set or something, or we were thinking about it. Um, uh-huh. And then we heard that they released a Lego Hogwarts. We were like, wow, imagine that. And we Aww. looked at the Lego website, and it was like 3,000, 4,000 yeah. pieces or something. <clears throat> insane. And it was genuinely like the entire castle, as you see it in the films. Mm-hmm. And um, then we are like, I wonder how much that is. It was 350 quid. It's like, yeah, I get it, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's yeah, it's a lot, a lot of, money. of money. It's a lot I of think- money. The only way to sort of justify... I feel like the reason I sort of struggle with, with saying, oh, I'll pay that much for Lego is because you build it and then it's done. It's it's not quite the same as if you take it apart and then rebuild it. That's not... Exactly. It's like saying, take apart a jigsaw puzzle and put it back together again. It's like not quite as 
good or engaging. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it just sits there, like, yeah, forever. For a while, because um, at my uh, parents' house when I was younger, um, I had, like, we had this, like, sort of playroom-type room, and um, it had, like, a... Because it was previously a bedroom, but we didn't need it as a bedroom-bedroom, so we used it as, like, a... I think we referred to it as the den, as you do. Yeah. Um, and it had, like, a walking in wardrobe-type thing. Um, and we, I remember we had um, these, like, shelves in there, and I would, like, build a Lego set and then put it on the shelf, and it would, like, be balanced so precariously because the <laughs> shelves were only so thick, and I'd be like, ju- it's just on the shelf. It just fits. I yeah. hope to God it doesn't fall off. Um, <laughs> and then every time I'd go in there to get, like, a toy or or anything, or even as, 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 as time went by and I was getting a bit older, I'd go in there to get, like, oh, I need an HDMI cable or something to plug my Xbox in. Yeah. Um, and then I'd, I'd be, like, incredibly cautious around these Lego figures. Just, like, do not touch that Lego TARDIS. It has been... Uh, you assembled it and it has not moved since. <laughs> do not touch it. It's like... Um, what's the word? Like you see in spy movies when they're, like, dodging around the red laser beams. Just to try yeah. and get, like, a little HDMI cable or some pens or something. You know when, you, when you're trying to, like, make something actually stick and, like... You're so aggressive with it that it comes off and it actually like, cuts your finger or something like that because the edges oh, are yeah. like that sharp. <laughs> like, are you standing up yeah. a Lego piece or something? Oh my god! Oh Jesus! I tell you what, we had when I was when I was really really young, like uh, six years old, seven years old. In fact, no, even younger than that because I remember we got rid of the cause this this table and things. And when I was probably about six, yeah. Um, so when I was really young, I had this like train set table thing um so we so it was like at shoulder height for a very small child so <laughs> at yeah presumably shin to knee height for an adult um and it was like it had these train sets on it and as time went on and i sort of liked thomas the tank engine a bit less i think we got rid of the train at train stuff and then we got a lot of lego in and i had lego on this table mm-hmm. and um the best thing i remember about that table was that we bought this lego block remover thing or, or it came free with a set or whatever it was like i honestly can't remember it so long ago all right but it is genuinely one of the greatest inventions i've ever witnessed it was like I, the, the only way i can describe it is like a bottle opener but the handle is like at 45 degrees to the actual business end of the bottle opener as it were right and it, like it it clicked into place on like a lego brick and then the idea was you grabbed the leg the piece of lego that to which the brick was attached and then you um, like opening a bottle with a bottle opener, you lifted the handle up and it would just pop off. And it oh. worked like 99% of the time. It was genuinely a really brilliant piece of like Lego technology. I remember even as a kid thinking, this is a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only 59 uh... <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I see you're using the Apple business model. <laughs> Though the screen of your phone is an extra three hundred pounds, Mister Brindley, and the glue is is two hundred pounds. <laughs> oh, um, do you know? Do you know what would be really cool? Like, what's that? Because I don't, I don't know if anyone's familiar with this, but like, there's a there's a sort of, a, sort of website called Audrey that we use to sort of mm. get in touch with other uh, content creators, and that's how we look, sort of do interviews and stuff like that, and um. Like every every sort of channel has like a, a a podcast trailer, and like can you imagine like doing a trailer in Lego, like <laughs> just like a minute yeah. of just like 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 a stop motion animation. Type yeah, 
That'd be, yeah, that'd be like pretty cool. Me sat at a desk in a, in a replica of my room, and you sat at a desk in a replica of your room. Yeah. And it's like these tiny little microphones that might actually be little squirrel minifigures that we've painted black so they look vaguely like a microphone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be pretty I cool. I used to do, um, as my Lego obsession sort of grew as I, I got older, I um, I started doing like stop motion animation type stuff. Mm. Um, there was this piece of software, um, I think it was called Stop Motion Pro. Um, or something like that. Um, and I, I, I had that for Christmas one year, and uh, my parents bought me like a little webcam, and I plugged it into my computer, and I'd make these little films of like Spider-Man uh, saving the city from a bank that's being robbed or whatever, and I'd be using all this Lego. Yeah. Um, as I, like, I'm sure you, you know the, the term uh, brick films. Oh, yeah, the definitely. Idea was it's like, yeah, it's like a stop-motion animation using your Lego. So like on my Dropbox somewhere, buried away, I have got all these old... Um, like mini miniature films of like oh it's the doctor um fighting some big spiders or whatever <laughs> it might be and it's like three minutes long and the credits make up two minutes and 30 seconds of that um, <laughs> so you know yeah i mean if if anyone's ever done that like the amount of fucking time that it takes oh yeah like you need to take at least like a thousand pictures for like an arm movement like it's really yeah. it's really bad but um, it's, it's a it's an utterly strange thing because you you hear a lot about like frames per second type rates especially i mean i like i i'm interested in technology and i always have been so i i often hear things about like oh it's 60 fps 44 million hertz gameplay or whatever it might be yeah and then you hear and then on on um when i'm exporting videos with with our um video editing software that we use and stuff like that it's like oh this is 30 fps or 29.4 fps or whatever it might be and then it's like, and then you start to consider, well, if if I had done this in stop motion, I would have had to take twenty five pictures for every second of footage that I produced. Yeah, exactly. Imagine that. That's insane. It's it would only be able to be like a minute long or something like that before, like you were. <laughs> before you lost your mind. <laughs> before your memory of your camera was gone. Like, <laughs> I yeah. See the trick that people don't understand about stop motion. It's like, I used to do it, but I used to like move it and then I would be in a completely different position where the camera was so mm, it looked mm. so fucking choppy whereas it has to be exactly in the same place <laughs> throughout the mm. entire oh it's really it's really got a blast for the mm. past now no I know this that the stop motion pro software I was talking about had this thing called onion skin where you'd sort of line the camera up and you could sort of dial up or down this onion skin thing and the idea was that if it was at one end of the scale it would be showing like a live view of what your webcam would see and at the other end of the scale it would be um like a, the the frame you've just taken a picture of. Yeah. So the idea was if you have it in the middle, you'll have like a sort of a, a sort of a hazy over image of like, oh, well, his arm was here, so it needs to be slightly to the left, and this box has moved a bit, and, and so on and so on. But yeah. It's like just this constantly being on top of continuity in a ridiculous way. Oh, you man. see, um, it's what gets me about some of the Wallace and Gromit movies is how long some of those sequences must have taken. Can you imagine? Motion. Yeah. Um, the one that gets me is the chase scene from the wrong trousers. Um, with uh, with the the other greatest villain ever created. Uh, right, okay, I know you're saying this to take the piss, but Feathers McGraw is genuinely one of the greatest villains of all time. Oh, and I Jesus. will not be accepting criticism. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one with with Feathers McGraw, he's like um, because uh, Gromit is like riding a model train and putting track down as the train is going. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, and I remember watching this documentary. It was like because of how quickly Gromit's arms were had to move in the in the footage. They actually gave Gromit three arms for that scene. Yeah, so I think... like he had like two. Or th- yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I just 
imagine who who actually sort of came up with that idea? Like, who was like, ah, see all these live action films? Fuck that. Let's <laughs> let's get some play doh. Let's. <laughs> I suppose it's probably like a it's kind of a natural evolution in a really funny way, like because that's essentially what you were doing with with you know those cameras you used to crank a handle on the side of that was just opening and closing the shutter a whole bunch of times yeah. while the film moved so you're just making up a, a thousand um negatives which you then develop and then splice after one another so i suppose it's kind of just like the two splintering offs one of them is is like live action footage like we see today and the other is your Ardman and and dreamworks style stop motion stuff yeah i suppose <laughs> I mean, I used to. Did, did you used to watch like old like, uh, like Lego YouTube videos? Like I used of, to watch a couple every now and then. I of other people doing stop motion and stuff. I used to watch them all the time, mm. like, and they look like so. Like you should see them now, because like what? Because I, <laughs> I looked back on them and some of them are like unbelievable. The amount of, of stuff that they can do with it now. Oh it's, yeah, it's oh, almost yeah. like an art form that's just been forgotten. Do I mean it's really that mm. impressive? I suppose, to be honest with you, it kind of is an art form because there's so much more in a lot of ways because it takes so long for every single frame to be made. Like there's that old uh, saying about how Kubrick's work is every single frame is a painting. Yeah. Every single frame is literally a painting. It really is. Motion. The background, even in, like I, I mean, I keep going on about Kim Wallace and Gromit, but like, <laughs> even, like even things like the wallpaper and if you freeze, if you pause a Wallace and Gromit movie and look at the background, there is so much stuff. It's so dense with, with like world building and character building type stuff. Yeah. It's just so impressive, this, this stop motion art form. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> there's one stop motion film called The Harlem Shakes that I really like. Um, okay. And it's like, it's you know when the Harlem Shake was like a thing and people did it everywhere. Yeah. Like there yeah. was there's this little sort of Lego room and it's this guy who's doing this dance and it's like obviously it's just him doing it and all his friends are like reading their f- newspapers their Lego newspapers or on their huge massive Lego phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or drinking from their huge massive Lego coffee cups. Yeah, and then like the the guy ends up like falling down and like, has like a sort of plastic sort of seizure right. and then it's like they're like oh my god call an ambulance cut and then it's like wait what what is going on now and then they're like at the hospital and this doctor comes in <laughs> and they're like doctor what's wrong with him well kids uh it appears your friend has an acute case of being fucking dead oh my god and it just ends with yeah these animations are getting kind of dark <laughs> and that's it so what the hell was that (laughs) what was the purpose of that oh it's so good it's really good Mm. no it's um i think there is there is a special thing about animation that makes it more surreal in a really funny way like um you watch a lot of episodes of like even things like american dad and family guy which are so i don't want to say like nowadays they're made so sort of it's like just cranking the lever on an animation machine and they just crank out new episodes at a rate of knots. Yeah. But even, like, newer episodes, they can be silly or not quite as, as cerebral as older episodes, but they're so surreal. Like, um, yeah. the thing that immediately springs to mind is this... Because Chloe and I are, are on a bit of an American Dad binge at the minute, and there's this um, scene where Stan is, like, sat in bed and he's reading a book and you can see his titles Naked from the Waist Down. And then he hears something in the house and he says, oh, I'd better go and see what that is. And he gets up and walks out and his, his cock is out. And you're just like, 
Why did they advocate that? <laughs> why did they? Why didn't they just like? It was just ridiculous things that just don't make any kind of sense. <laughs> I think that's that's the specialness of animation for me. Yeah, that's why look, Rick and Morty works so well because of like, the the absurdity. Like they can yeah. they can afford to do a five minute scene of like, Morty like, falling in love, ending up in a plane crash, and then like <laughs> Jerry ruining it for the end. Like it just yeah yeah. It's just it just lends itself. Whereas like. If it's a normal sort of television show, they can't really afford to do that in the same way, mm, you know, mm. because it, you know, you need actors and you need sort of, uh, yeah, you know, uh, locations and all that. But if you're just animating it, you can literally do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, I I know what you mean. It, it, it leaves you open to a lot of sort of problems and difficulties, but it does also allow you a lot of potential to be great. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Oh, well, I, I, I think we've had a lot of bullshit. Have you got anything else? No, I think I think that's me. Oh, lovely stuff. I mean, I've, I haven't done anything that interesting this week. Nothing quite so interesting as Lego. I um, <laughs> I painted a windowsill. I moved a mattress from one room to a different room, and it is soon to leave my property. How thrilling is that? <laughs> that's um, pretty good. That's pretty aside good. Aside from that, I've been working. I don't think there's much. I don't think there's much interesting stuff there. No. I mean, you I can't... Made, oh, I made some food. I made, um... You've always made some food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it I made? Um, oh, I how's your... Jacks. Oh, oh, my, oh, my God. I haven't had them in years. Right? I literally woke up on Saturday morning like I would kill a man for some flapjacks. <laughs> uh, and then I made some. Sorry, Sunday morning. How is your uh, your meat substitutes going? It's all right. The bacon is really good. I've already used all of it up. It's, um... Because it was like, I think oh, I got wow. the, the seasonings a bit wrong. So it was like a bit spicy. Um, so it wasn't bacon-esque in any meaningful way. It, just in the sort of shape and colour, it was bacon-esque. But in no other way. Um, yeah. That was good. The, I haven't actually tried the chicken yet. Well, I have. I tried a little bit just after I made it. Um, it needs work, but it's good. It, um, it needs to be a bit chewier, which is fine. I just need to wash it a bit more. Well, that's good. Mm. Exciting times. We're... I also made some cheddar biscuits. Oh my! By cheddar which I mean biscuits. American biscuits, like the like scones, but you know, Americans say they're having like biscuits and gravy. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Biscuit, yeah. They were good. I had some with soup today. Oh, well, that's Yum. nice. What was the <laughs> soup? What was the soup? Uh, it was broccoli and Stilton. Oh yeah, you told me that, but I yeah, I just yeah. saw. I'd... Oh yeah, I mean, I didn't know that. You've I, this is just you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, literally, unless you're very interested in the minutiae of food, I've not done very many interesting things. Um, do you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to, like, we're going to have to live more interesting lives if we want this <laughs> segment to continue. <laughs> this week, I went to Tibet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 end, I'll end the bullshit with this. Lego conjures many things in the mind. Um, mm. Childhood memories, uh building a world of your own, uh, exploring creativity. But the one that's most visceral is um, that scene from uh, The Inbetweeners when uh, when they're sitting at dinner and they're trying to have more sort of polite conversation and it goes really silent. And then Neil says, unapologetically, how much Lego can you stuff up your bum? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, um... Well, there's there's that. Uh, one quick thing before we finally move on. I finally finished The Rig by Roger Levi. Um, I made a nugget of bullshit video about it. 
Go and watch that if you haven't watched it already. But Danny, you have to read the rig. It's really good. I will. I will you read re- it. You will. You would really like it. It's right, really, really good. Don't oppress me, Lewis. Okay. Fucking read Leah. the book, Danny. Read the book. Read the fucking book. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Um, are you all bullshitted out? Shall we? Shall we talk about? I, I am. <laughs> shall we talk about the title of the podcast now? Yeah, we're we're twenty five minutes in. I think we should start <laughs> talking about what we're meant to be talking about. Yeah. Um, this week uh, we are talking about uh, the film uh, Mean Girls, and it was written by Tina Fey. It was directed by Mark Waters and it is starring Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, uh, Tim Meadows, Anna Gasteyer, uh, Amy Poehler, and Tina Fey. Indeed, it is. I think that, that might be. Statement. I think that might be the most successful credit run I've ever done on <laughs> it this might show. Be, yeah. Not what you did I stutter? Anybody? Did I no. stutter? No. Very impressive, Danny. Yeah, You've mastered the art of speech. Yeah, finally after twenty <laughs> twenty-one years. <laughs> Um, well, it's not 21 years yet, I suppose. Another month. Nearly 21 years, yeah. N- nearly 21 years. Uh, I do have an opening statement. Um, uh, hit it. A careful and rather ingenious meditation on social Darwinism, uh, the fabric of dictatorship, and how oppressive social standards can make Regina Georges of us all. Uh, right you are, yeah. It's um, a... Very meh movie in terms of the journey of the main character, but one in which I think it has some extremely funny moments and one of the greatest villains of all time. Um, that That's the end of my opening statement. But I do really like what you said about um, the sort of social hierarchy. That's that's the thing about this movie is that it sort of... It puts into terms greater than anything else I've ever read the utter social hell that is high school. Yeah. So that's good. Because I, I hadn't seen it for like a, a long time. I think I, the last time I actually watched it when we were doing the Four O'Clock Club together. I think oh, I yeah. watched it then. Um, but I didn't really have a sort of appreciation for it then. I thought it was just like a sort of, eh, a girl's film. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then I've rewatched it and I'm like, holy shit. This is some of the best social commentary I think I've ever seen yeah. in a film yeah. ever. It's so intelligent. It speaks like... It speaks on so many sort of different things, like you're saying about social hierarchy. And I, I realised as I was writing the notes for it, I've got like paragraphs here of shit that I just didn't think would come out like, at all. I, I've I've discovered things that are so fucking deep and sort of mm. integral to human behaviour that's really... Well, hit me with some of them then. Oh, hit me hit me with some some hard knowledge. Okay. Um, I, we, I mean, we're in CRQs now. I, yeah, I, yeah. I always, I, I know that it's a very freeform podcast, but I feel a weird urge to just, to just state for the record what section we're on at any given time. Yeah. Um, I'll start with the social sort of hierarchy stuff. Um, yeah. High school in that form really is the breeding ground for like high functioning sociopaths. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the the sort of craftiness. Of Regina, let specifically, but not to mention Janice. Like, you you begin to realise that Janice, like, would be Regina if she fit into the sort of social standards that Regina does. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah. She's really sort of manipulative. You know, she mm. uses other people to get her own ends. It's simply that she's lit 
in a sort of lower sort of social class than yeah. other. But it's, yeah, it's sort of like we're meant to be rooting for a because it would be power to the people, like a revolution of of the proletariat seizing the social capital and all that sort of. Exactly, but like we know that if if Janus was like on top, it would be like it would be like it would be like Stalin in the Soviet Union. Do you know I mean? Oh my god! That's what it would be like. That's that's the best sort of. I mean, she's got she's got a sort of incredibly militaristic mind of how to like, overthrow the current regime. She talks about how do you how do you stop a dictator? Um, you cut off her resources, and she goes into meticulous detail about the things that keep <laughs> Regina and Burr and like uses uh, Katie to dismantle them like one by mm-hmm. one. That is like some really, you know methodical shit chilling yeah yeah it feels almost like something from the fall of rome it's like she's like one of the the machinations of of an ancient political senator exactly as they surveil their new kingdom Mm. and another thing that i notice is that the sad thing is is that regina is regina is like a victim as much as anyone else is because of the standards that are sort of opposed imposed on her and she's like an intelligent person and she could be like really successful if she just wasn't like so toxic and so obsessed with the the standards that she sort of finds herself in which is kind of mm, fucked mm. yeah plus i mean there are lots of things like the, it, the movie makes a good point of 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 saying that cruelty begets cruelty mm-hmm. like regina george is is cruel to people sure but if if you gave no weight to her words and no weight to her actions. You'd just be like, well, oh, I mean, I don't really give a shit what Regina George thinks. I'm yeah. here to get an education. That's it. But then because they do give weight to her words, it sort of becomes the the cruelty that they inflict upon Regina is as bad as any cruelty that Regina has inflicted. Like um, how essentially they're manipulating her eating disorder is, is what they're doing. Yeah. You're giving her those, those power bars to make her get fatter. It's like, well, that's, massively fucked up can you imagine doing that to someone that is so fucking cruel that is like, exactly, because they were slightly cruel to you at, at school how insane is that yeah i mean i don't want to let let you know downplay like regina george is like a piece of shit throughout the the entire film but mm. like if you remove regina george like, someone is just going to take her place because she isn't yeah. the root of the problem no the root mm. of the problem is the sort of like incredibly highly sort of idealized sort of like beauty standards that everyone sort of for some reason just yeah, yeah imposes on themselves and it got me thinking more about like janice because we're told that that her and regina used to be friends mm. and like when i think they, they fell out and regina insinuated that janice was a lesbian as if that's a fucking bad thing but like mm. you know in high school gay is like routinely used as like an insult hmm. it's <clears throat> in 1990s high school exactly and then i thought oh and then and then regina said yeah she came back and uh to school and her hair was all cut off and she was dressing really weird and it's like janice is still like, upholding the standards as much as she like hates regina because regina you know like says she's a lesbian and then Janice mm. returns in very stereotypically lesbian dress and mm. behaves in almost the way that Regina sort of expects her to. Mm. 
So it's almost like a self-hating cycle of of yeah. homophobia. It's really fucked when you think yeah, about it, it like it's, that. It's fucking horrific. It's um the thing that gets me. I don't know if you'll have seen the movie Snowpiercer. Uh, no, I haven't. I've, I know it, that there's a series on Netflix. Uh, there is. Um, the movie. It was. Oh, I've forgotten his name. The guy that directed Parasite. It was his previous film before Parasite. Oh. Um, and it's it's really good. Um, but the the sort of fucked up nature of it is that Chris Evans spends his time progressing through this train, and then he gets to the end, and you think, okay, he went through all that sacrifice and struggle. Spoilers. But he's spoilers. still part of. Well. Yeah, but it's the film came out in 2013. I'm not. I'm not that concerned. Uh, well, I um, haven't seen it. <laughs> oh. Well, no, just well, say it. Do you fine. mind if? I, okay, right. Yeah, just say it. Well, Chris Evans spends the entire film sort of slowly making his way through this train to get to the front of the train where he thinks things will be better for him. Mm. And then he just... Then the end of the film is he gets to the front of the train. Now what? And that's what it makes me sort of realise. It's like Mean Girls is that Janice being on the bottom of the social hierarchy and Regina George being at the top. It's like, well, now what? At the end of the film, Katie's scheme has been enacted. Everybody's friends now what it, they sort of yeah imply with those three girls walking in lockstep right at the very end that oh well th- there's a power vacuum now that regina george has been dethroned so that now there's these random other people who just jump into the spot that she's vacated yeah okay great but that's so you haven't actually solved any of the systemat- systematic problems you yep. just kick the can down the road exactly you, you're still on the train you're just further up the train than you were before do you know what i mean exactly like with with like, the way Janice dresses might not even be who she like, really is. Yeah, she might yeah. like just sort of, you know, be in such self-loathing that she just dresses like that in a sort of rebellious way, but also because yeah. like Regina said that. To. Yeah. yeah, it's really f- fucking strange. But I will say that when when the characters are less concerned about being sort of popular, they do seem to be like sort of happier. Look, Regina mm-hmm. sort of, like, she sort of levels her anger into like, football, or is it is it football? I, I honestly don't remember. It's some sort of sport. Yeah, it's some sort of sport. Aggression. Yeah, which, you know, and, and everyone seems to be a bit sort of more content with themselves. But like you say, it's still there. Like, the power vacuums yeah, yeah. remains, you know. Um, uh, what else? What, what? Amy Poehler stole the show. Oh yeah, she was fantastic. Yeah. She was so funny. She is brilliant in everything she does, but really good in this. Yeah. Um, the one that really got me was when they were at prom and Regina was having a photo taken with somebody, and Amy Poehler's there in the background, just like just trying to edge in on the photo, and like trying to be one of the the cool kids in in this this bizarre social hell. Yeah. It's really like she. <laughs> I said, "Hey, you want a bit of alcohol?" <laughs> <laughs> just so desperate to be that cool so I'm mum oh that's really funny mm. you know um, the she- thing is Regina George's mum is kind of like I kind of get it if if you're if, if your you mum is like that drinking in your house say again but if your mum is like that and she's just obsessed with like, being young and cool and hip like she- oh yeah that's that's massively fucked up but That'll- she does make some good points during the course of the film I think yeah like I yeah like, wouldn't you rather your kids were experimenting with alcohol under your own roof where if you need to you can take them to A&E or you can sort of cut them off if you have to rather than them going and drinking four litre bottles of cider under a bridge do you know what I mean? Yeah that's true 
But I don't think that's the motivations of like why she she wants. No, them it's to... not. No, <laughs> she, <laughs> she just... just wants to be cool. Yeah, yeah. Like if 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 like if your parents like that for like we have to assume for like most of like Regina's life, like mm. that's I I'd, I'd wager that that's probably a a good sort of reason as to why she is like the way she is. You know, if her mum's just obsessed yeah. with sort of fitting in, almost in the same way that the other sort of members of the the plastics are. It's like that sort of will nurture someone's tendencies to be a sort of dictator, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. If 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 you're if all you're shown is you're supposed to fit in, try to fit in with with being this stereotype that I've made up. Maybe that's what Regina George is sort of channeling in a very strange way. Is I I have to fit in with the plastics. I have to be this, and I have to not eat anything. And I, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um. What I did find interesting is that the men in the film are, like, almost entirely exempt of, like, the infighting, which um. really speaks to the, the sort of, like... Because, like, fundamentally, these sort of beauty standards are, like, imposed on, like, by men, like, essentially. Yeah. So it's, like, it would make sense that rather than sort of working to sort of undo the sort of standards that you're sort of forced to endure, you mm. just fight amongst people that you, oh, that person's ugly or that person. So it's like, it really sort of makes yeah, yeah. sense in that way. Whereas, you know, Aaron, who's just portrayed as like a normal guy. Yeah, because he is the sort of privilege of being considered normal, you know, mm, mm. if you get what I mean. Yeah, 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 I do know what you mean. It's about how, in a way, there's like a lower activation energy for infighting than there is for actual systemic change in, in the sense of it's easier for regina george to say everybody but me is ugly i'm just so beautiful than it is for her to say why do i care why yeah. why does this matter at all why who is imposing these standards do you know what i mean yeah exactly so when people aren't affected by like a system that that oppresses them then they have this sort of you know a privilege of going oh why do you care so much? Why do you like, if, if yeah you, yeah exactly you know um which I think I think's pretty I don't think a lot of people sort of get get that with these films you know um mm, mm. uh do you have you know, a- another bit of of hot and spicy uh wisdom and facts eh uh, I do um oh excellent I think I think. Uh, it's it's becoming like more and more clear to me. Like I, I, it's. I am struggling to sort of hold up the idea that oh, you need to stop making things political. If you know what I mean. Okay. Because, I'm starting to think that most things in life are political, like by, yeah, necessity. Um. There are obvious exceptions, like if you're sitting at dinner with your pals or like your partner, you don't want to fucking, mm. you know. Bo- you're just talking about like TV. It's like, well, have you heard about the latest Chancellor's new budget or whatever? Oh, no, shut up. Yeah, but like the more we watch stuff, like the the more we do this podcast, I'm struggling to sort of watch something and not see like the overt sort of political sort of strain in it if you know what i mean mm, mm. like I, I do yeah at first glance i would imagine that a lot of people would just say oh it's just about high school and how teenagers are dicks 
Like, yeah. But it's really more, it's a lot more f- like, fucking intricate than that. This is like mm. a sort of sandbox version of how life is Yeah. for, for a lot yeah. of people, you know? Um, it's this microcosm of like, you go from trying to be the most popular um, cheerleader in high school to being the most popular soccer mom in in, high, in, in your neighborhood sort of thing. It's it's the terrifying microcosm that Regina sees around her of like and what her life could potentially become. Exactly. Because now that I think about it even more, that's probably exactly what happened to Amy Poehler. Is is the the, the character I can't remember her name, not not actual real life Amy Poehler because she's doing fucking amazing stuff. But yeah. The the character in this movie, Regina George's mum, um, she probably was Regina George in a previous life, as it were. Yeah. And then she went from trying to be the most popular mean girl to trying to be the most popular mum, which is a a strange sort of segue. But in a way, it's this systemic nightmare that is almost impossible to change. It's, yeah, it's really fucked. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. And, like, I don't want to, I'm worried that it's just going to ruin me watching anything from like now now on. I'm watching like Peppa Pig or something like that. It's like, oh, there you go. This is clearly a comment. This is clearly a commentary. Yeah. Look at these capitalist pigs walking about. (laughs) (laughs) Literally pigs. Um, Mm, mm. Um, Yeah, no, you're, you're completely right. I think as long as you can argue something one way or the other, it becomes an inherently political issue. I think that's why things like healthcare have become a political issue because on on the surface of it, it's like, well, shouldn't people just get like healthcare? Well, shouldn't they have to earn it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it's uh, it's these insane concepts which are to, to to a lot of people so absurd, which are just kept in place by this bizarre, unending machine of bureaucracy. Yeah, it's vaguely insane and. It, I know we 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 might be overanalyzing uh, like a like a a, a a sort of a vaguely trashy comedy, but um, it's I, I think this film does speak about the 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 difficulties of changing systemic problems. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. I. I. I hope I hope that like I don't like do this every single time. You know, right. I hope I hope we don't look, do the next sort of film or something like that. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> this is about politics. This is an allegory but... for fucking uh, the prison industrial complex. Obviously, you know. Like... <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It's uh, I think for some films it's more obvious than others, and I think for some films it's more deliberate than others. Yeah. Um, for example, I think Jordan Peele's work is it hits a sweet spot between not at all obvious, um, but also very accurate in a yeah. weird way the one that got me was um was it us was that what it was called um, that's right yeah. jumped up at the sewers um and it was rather like, overt wasn't it it was well yeah but it's like it, i don't know how to how to quite describe it but as i was watching it and i was thinking oh it's kind of just a, a fucked up sci-fi film and then i was sort of walking out the cinema and i was thinking hang on was that entire thing about donald trump and <laughs> it, it sort of all came back around and hit me and I was like yeah I mean maybe they're saying there should be more kindness between people and, and maybe we shouldn't destroy our inner saboteurs and we should be true to ourselves and maybe a massive wall across the country is not a good idea <gasps> that film was about Donald <laughs> Trump and I didn't even realise it yeah I mean like, com- like in comparison with like Get Out it's like Get Out was far more sort of like it had it was funnier it had a lot yeah, more sort yeah. of comedy in it and um 
it was more about the sort of intricacies of like subtle racism like how mm, how, how mm. people who like seem to be sort of woke and yeah ho ho yeah like having pictures of like you know the athlete that that was in the Olympic Games when Hitler was there and then going to a five minute rant about how like ha Hitler with his racism and all that ha ha but you would never talk about yeah. it like if there wasn't like a black person for it it's like that sort yeah, of yeah. really cynical and hollow virtue signaling while living in a big house and actually having servants who are black I mean that sort of fucking shit but mm. like us was mm. I think far more sort of it was it was it literally ended in like a sort of nationwide sort of revolt almost um, yeah yeah exactly um uh, yeah they're both really good films and it's i mean it was fucking chilling lupita oh god what's her name lupita mm, something i've forgotten now um lupita and yongo that's it her performance in that was utterly stunning just the, the, from the terrifying voice to all the terrifying stalking around the yeah. house and uh, oh, it's, it's utterly terrifying. And what got me was um, we're talking about a different film now in a podcast <laughs> for me, guys. But <laughs> quickly, I want to talk about the dad in that film in, yeah. in Us, who was played. Oh, I've forgotten his name as well. Bear with me, because he was in Black Panther, wasn't he? Um, Winston Duke, that's his name. He played um, oh, uh, the tribe in Black Panther. Yeah, that's where, right. Where yeah, with the yeah. Anyway, yeah. But he was really good in that because he was like, I don't know what the word is. He was this sort of very protective father. And then you got to see the utter duality of what if he just let go? What if he let go of everything that mattered to him and became much more aggressive and much more animalistic? And that's yeah. this this shadow side of him. And it's, I don't know quite what it was, but that really sort of, it didn't resonate with me. That's the wrong word. But it really sort of, it stuck with me. Sort of seeing him outside his house as as the dad of this family and i think he was like had a baseball bat or something or like a kitchen knife or whatever it was mm-hmm. he was talking to the the clones or whatever they were and sort of saying get out of here get out of here get off our, get away from our house and all this sort of stuff and then seeing the other dad sort of drop into a dead sprint and run at him and it was just oh it's, it's chilling. so fucking and, chilling yeah yeah and it's about sort of not sort of sacrificing yourself for the the for the for the inherent value of of sort of being self-possessed in a weird way yeah of, of watching of like would i think the question it's asking in a weird way is would it be worth the dad of this family losing his soul essentially for the good of a collective thing and then i mean that's a big question but like I don't know what it is about us, but it really resonated with me, okay? And I'm going to dig it up in a podcast about Mean Girls. So fuck off. Well, like, no criticism at all. And Lewis is like, fuck off, all you people. <laughs> oh, yeah, but like, I just... I just wish that people that wouldn't... I, I'm starting to get the feeling... See people that... If you're watching a film and people say, don't make it political... I feel as if that's almost like a tactic to like not talk about stuff that happens around us. Oh god, yeah, definitely. But whether they're whether they're like doing it or not, like inherently, just to sort of uphold like what's what's going on. Like, I, this has like nothing to do with like um with with the film. But let's like, see if you're sitting at dinner with like family and stuff like that. 
mm. and like for some reason, like you're allowed to have like a sort of vaguely racist sort of relative say shit, Oof, and yeah. then you call them out in it, and for some reason it's you that's broken the sort of. <laughs> Yeah, weird yeah. sort of f- full traditional sort of oh my god daniel don't ruin everyone's night Daniel, it's like <laughs> what <laughs> you know that shit it's like somehow you're just supposed to well that's just the way he is he comes from a different time it's like yeah the 80s i mean holy shit like, it's not fucking <laughs> it's not fucking it's not a hundred years ago jesus christ Oh, that's really good. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he comes from a different time. Because you're meant to say, well, yeah, he did come from the 1910s. I, it's never really wrong, sort of realised. But yeah, he comes from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, it's that's like, really they speak as one. if it's a fucking <laughs> centuries ago. It's like, holy oh, shit. And, and it's somehow on you to sh- uh, shut up, you know, eat your dinner, and let's not discuss the big fucking elephant in the room. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Mm, mm. And that's why... Yeah. It really annoys me when people say shit like "Don't make everything political." It's like, well, sometimes things are things overtly are political, political yeah. you know. And mm. I'm, you know, I'm not saying that you can't enjoy this film as just like a comedy and you can just laugh at it and all that. That yeah, obviously you can do that, and that's I, I imagine you can do that. But Danny will judge you. Yeah, I imagine that's what it was made for, rather than mm. let's us speaking about the sort of social uh, fabric of society. But I'm not gonna. <laughs> You know, Tina Fey's a fucking pretty smart person. I'm not going to... Mm. I can't buy that she was just making a trashy comedy about teenagers. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Um, what What you were saying about um, don't make everything about politics um, and about people that say that just so they don't have to talk about politics, that reminded me of something. Um, we speak a lot about like um, philosophy and sort of social commentary type YouTubers on this on this podcast. Yeah. And um, recently, Contrapoints, um, Natalie Wynn. That's right. Yeah. Um, released a video about J.K. Rowling and the inherent shitness that that entails. And um, she she raised a point about how the phrase um, "trans women are women" is perhaps not as effective as it could be at conveying what it's trying to convey. Yeah. And, and um, made the point. Um, Saying trans women are women invites the question, well, what does it mean to be a woman? Uh-huh. Rather than, well, what are the struggles of trans women? And I think that's sort of, it's a similar, asking, well, what does it mean to be a woman is a similar thing to saying, well, it doesn't have to be political. Because what you're saying in saying, well, it doesn't, what does it mean to be a woman? You're saying, well, I don't want to talk about the struggles that trans women are having. I want to talk about women's struggles in, in a general sense, which obviously is a conversation that needs to be had. But yeah. I, I do you see the point I'm trying to make? I yeah, think definitely. A lot of the time, people do try to avoid talking about important issues because they might be on more comfortable footing talking about uh, talking well, about Mean Girls as a comedy that Tina Fey wrote. Do you know what I mean? Yep, definitely. Um, oh, that went nowhere quickly, didn't it? That was a confusing analogy. <laughs> no, no, what? No, it makes sense because, like, I mean, I think people like, whether whether you're like sort of engaged. Like even even if you're engaged like, politically with the world around you, I do think I do think there's like a sort of tentativity about people that it's 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 there are just sort of things that are like taboo that mm, mm. are really just not useful in any way to try and like, change things for the better of everyone, you know. Like there are things that you're just not supposed to talk about. You know, but if like that thing is doing like demonstrable harm 
to mm-hmm. l- lots of people it's like well you should just ignore the sort of taboo that's around it and and try and talk about it as much as as yeah, possible yeah. and people won't like that but it's like well what's more important do you, do you know what i mean yeah protecting someone's feelings or actually writing a wrong yeah yeah so it's 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 a tricky one because like at the same time people use that sort of oh i speak about stuff all the time you know uh, I, I'm not going to let... I'm not politically correct. I'm not going to let stuff get in the way. So people do it for the for like bad reasons because they just want an mm, excuse mm. to be racist or homophobic or transphobic or something Piers like Morgan, that. you mean? Yeah, it, it, fucking exactly, you know? Yeah, that's, you know? that's... Yeah, it really infuriates me, this whole, oh, Piers Morgan doesn't suffer fool, fools gladly. No, because he's waiting to say something racist about them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pier, Piers Morgan is so... Oh, he doesn't let political correctness... You know, get tie him down. You know, oh, he said he was a two spirit penguin, just being like overtly transphobic. But then you meant you mentioned Winston Churchill being a racist, and it's like, what? He single handedly saved this country. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is political <sighs> correctness that they, mm. whether they admit it or not. You know. Yeah, it's um. I think you somehow this has segued into a chat about modern politics. But, you know, <laughs> um, I think. Um, something that gets me about this a lot is that people might say, oh no, I'm not very political or I don't like to talk about politics and then you'll raise a political issue like the NHS or, or, or something like that and then they will have an opinion on that. So it's, well, you do have political opinions. Then. Yeah. You're, you're speaking about your political opinions. But it, you're right, it is like there's a taboo about speaking about politics, which is odd because everything is politics in a weird way. Yeah, I, I let... I'm sorry if if people are listening to this and they're going, oh, God's sake. But, like, politics informs, like, a lot of who I want to spend time with and a lot of, like, my friends and, like, you know, people that I care about, you know? So it is pretty fucking important. Like... Mm -hmm. I I mean, I'm I'm sure... Sorry, go on. You know, I'm going (laughs) to... I'm not going to... We're not going to do it all the time, but I can tell you something. See the Lego (laughs) city that I've built... There's gonna be a ru- there's gonna be a ruling class that gets overthrown, Lewis. <laughs> Batman's gonna get thrown off. <laughs> Eat the rich, by which I mean Bruce Wayne and all the embezzlement of of Wayne Enterprises that he's done. Mister Wayne, why have you spent twenty million pounds investigating lightweight, super hard plastics? Yeah, no reason. And also, how do you expect us to talk about Mean Girls just as a trashy comedy for like an hour, like? Are we supposed to just go? It's funny, and that's it. Look, like, fair enough. It's like there, are, you know. It's it's you know. It's better to get in amongst it and sort of. Well, what does this mean? What what do they try to say? You know, it's just more interesting, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But if it isn't to you, then that's that's okay as well, I guess. Yeah. But there you go. I think I might be out of notes. I think I am also out of notes, and I also think I need to go and take a nap. <laughs> A political nap. Yes, a political nap. A, a post-politics nap. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what Boris Johnson does after PMQ. <laughs> he's, he's, he's all of a sudden, it's like, oh, people are questioning my decisions that I've definitely made not to further my own interests. And, and um, well, uh, now I need a post-politics nap. I'm so stressed. I tell you something. See if you watch PMQs, but just imagine that Boris Johnson is looking for a fridge throughout the entire thing. It makes it so much more entertaining. <laughs> if you imagine that he is just searching for a fridge to hide in, 
like it makes it it's like when he's speaking just look at his eyes and see where he's looking it just makes it so much fun oh god that thing about i'd forgotten the thing about boris johnson hiding in a fridge yeah it's um that that was hilarious so that, i remember we um yeah so that when uh when nigel farage came to uh scotland he hid in a pub from the protesters like, you hid from scottish people in a pub did you <laughs> <laughs> they were all sitting that, waiting what ain't nigel <laughs> <laughs> i remember when um, nigel farage came to stoke on the ukip campaign trail i think he got like loads of shit thrown at him i think people egged him um so that was that's nice that's yeah. a reassuring thing to know that's, about stoke yeah exactly you know oat cake no they wouldn't throw oat cakes they wouldn't waste no, that no, in the likes wouldn't of waste oat cakes on nigel farage no, 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 no. definitely not that would just be... eggs yeah just eggs just the ingredients of oat cakes Pretty sure, pretty... Are eggs in oatcakes? No, I don't think so. I think they're like a crepe, but you put oatcakes in crepes. Oh. Sorry, you put eggs in... Um... It must be eggs. If you're not from Stoke, you won't know what a Staffordshire oatcake is. <laughs> Imagine a crepe, but made with oat flour, um, and it's typically made savoury with like cheese and bacon. Um, right, why can't I... Here we go. No, no eggs. Oatmeal, oh. flour, milk, water... Yeast, sugar, and salt. Oh, fair enough. That's, well, there you go. Well, uh, they didn't waste oat cakes then, which is good. No, certainly not. Exactly. Much, exactly. much better things to do with my time and my oat cakes than throw them at Nigel Farage. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, uh, do you have a closing statement? Um, I do. A bizarrely deep film about the social hell that is high school. Um. I, I'm I'm aware of the fact they made a Mean Girls two. I don't think it was Did very they? good. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, in my research for this, uh, I think it was made in 2011. Let me Google it. Mean Girls two. Um, Even more Mean Girls. They should have called it 2011, that. 2011. Really mean this time, girls. Um, <laughs> with I don't recognise any of these people on the poster. Oh. Um, so I, I presume it wasn't the original cast returning then. Right. Um, well, mean Girls two. A cliquish group of high school girls. The Plastics would do anything to emulate a newcomer, Joe. Are quite successful in doing so, but Joe and her friend Abby plan to retaliate. That sounds exactly the same film, <laughs> but with different people. Yeah, with yep. different names that you that you won't remember. Um, oh Christ! Thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, That's not great, is oh it? Oh dear. Four four point one out of ten on IMDb. It's not doing well. <laughs> no, you know when when the when the cast don't return for the second one, that's a big red flag right there. Um, yeah, it is a bit. You know, but uh, there you go. But yeah, have you got a, a closing statement? I do. Um, I don't want to sit with you, pal. Have you ever thought of that? There you go. Mm-hmm. Go and sit in like a little tiny room off to the side. Be like, yeah, I'll just have my sandwich somewhere. Exactly. Uh, who, who cares? You know, as long as I eat my sandwich, that's it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about now, but there you go. <laughs> um, right, we've got some um, horrifically capitalist chilling to do. Of course we do. Of course we do. <laughs> of course we we we. <laughs> let's just undo everything we've said. Uh, <laughs> we didn't actually talk that much about capitalism in this. We one. didn't. That's we sort of true. Steered clear of economic politics and a bit more social politics. Yeah. Um, which is which is a a nice change, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful change for people who care. <laughs> Uh, All two of our listeners will be glad for that change. <laughs> we, we, um, uh, we all have link trees. 
uh, Lewis's link tree is link uh, tr dot ee slash Lewis Brind- underscore Brindley. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm sorry, Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh. Uh, my link tree is linktr.ee slash O'Hiram and the I can hear the concentration. I know <laughs> You're just gazing at the page. I'm not I'm not gazing, I'm staring aggressively. <laughs> and the uh, the podcast is linktr.ee slash It's the pause. I can't it's help it. Link. I can't help it. Tr. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm just. I, I just. I get nervous. <laughs> um. Happy to talk about social politics at great length. Yeah. Repeating a link aloud. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. No way. Yeah. That's no way. my. That's my political correctness. Um. We we have a PayPal a donate button. So anything you can spare, anything at all, would be greatly um appreciated. Uh, we also have Patreon, and we want to thank our wonderful, wonderful patrons, uh, Chloe. Thank you. Darius. Thank you. Sophie. Thank you. Peter. Thank you. Aditya. Thank you. Richard. Thank you. Natalie. Thank you. And Dougie. Thank you. One and all. See, Dougie, you didn't get a bit bit on that one, because you had two last week. You're so... You... Cartoon mumbling to indicate swearing and under his breath. Yeah, yeah we're going to lose yeah. a patron after that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, <yeah>. Well, uh, <laughs> number one, I sincerely hope we don't. And number two, if you would like to join their number, uh, you can check us out on um, Patreon with patreon.com slash shouting into the void. Um, we have a Patreon only, well, we have a Discord, which is now public, actually, very, very excitingly. Yep. Uh, you'll be able to find the link on our link trees. Um, if you do not want to do that, we also have a Patreon, which will get you access to the uh, patron-only portions of our Discord server, where you can suggest films and TV shows that you'd like us to do, and you can have a bit of a chat with us. Um, it doesn't have to be about obscure political issues. It could just be about, like, bread, if you really want it to be. Yeah. I will always be happy to talk about bread. I mean, ironically, our Discord literally has a rule that says no politics, which is kind of fucked. That's very true, actually, yeah. <laughs> which is so weird, because all our podcasts are so fucking political well yeah that's i suppose what is the rule is keep politics light this is i suppose is a bit yeah this is not the place this is not the place for political debates i think it says um Uh, hang on let me let me find the rules (laughs) i think it says that um um keep politics light this isn't the place for political debates yeah Yeah. basically because you know people want that's the thing is people want to talk about politics but it's not always the right time to have a massive yeah. three-hour debate about exactly. uh, obscure political issues. I mean, may- maybe if like, enough people were like, we want to talk about politics, then we would maybe reconsider that. But like, Yeah, have like a politics channel. In yeah, Discord. something like that. I mean, we can look into that maybe at some point if mm. anyone requests it, but no one has, <laughs> so we're not doing it, okay? Um uh, but yeah, if you would like to join our patrons, you go to patreon.com slash shouting into the void. You get all sorts of perks. Uh, you can check out what bits and bobs you can get there, including getting the episodes early. How exciting is that, Dan? It's very exciting. A full 24 hours before anyone else. Yes, 24 whole hours. Yep, there you go. What are you What are you going to do with your extra 24 hours that you're not sat waiting on the edge of your seat for our podcast? Exactly. You could bake a cake. You could bake several cakes. Yeah, save yourself a whole lot of time, a whole lot of waiting. A whole lot yeah. of pain 
at not knowing what happens next. Uh, Precisely. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. We also have merch <laughs> on Teespring and Redbubble. We do. Uh, anything you know there that tickles your fancy. We've got jumpers, tote bags, mugs, t-shirts, all sorts of shit. You know, go have a look. <laughs> go and look at our shit. <laughs> um, uh, we also uh, have a sponsor. We're partnered with a fantastic company. I believe it's Lewis's turn to edit this week. It is my turn to edit this week. So you will hear our advert for the wonderful Right Side Yarns now. Danny, I've got some amazing news. Oh, really? What? I'm going to make you a hat. Thanks. But, but Why? Well, because Right Side Yarns, who sell beautiful and unique wool, have recently released a new range. Oh, I've heard of them. Aren't they that fantastic Scottish business that sells high-quality hand-dyed products perfect for crafting with? They certainly are, and they're sponsoring the show. Really? Have they heard the show? Yes, and apparently they like it. Kezia, the owner of the business, has given us a generous 15% off code for any of our listeners to use. Is, Is that why you've got Void15 written in your hand? It is! If you or any of our listeners would like to use the code, simply enter VOID15 at checkout with a capital V. Great! Where do I check out? You can go to their website at rightsideyarns.co.uk or check them out on Instagram at kezia underscore rightsideyarns. Fantastic! This hat you're making me better be good. Oh, that was good, wasn't it? Beautiful. That was really good. Beautiful. To be honest with you, Danny, I shed a tear during the course of that. Every single time I hear that advert, I shed tears. I shed multiple um, mm, mm. <laughs> that's because I'm eating onions as we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> eating raw onions. Raw onions. Um, that was a thing, wasn't it? That we said, <laughs> if Danny eats a raw onion, we'll get him a computer. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I've got one now. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a sponsored charity stream where uh, Danny if, just if we eats get onions for twelve hours. Five hundred pounds. Danny, eat, Danny will eat an entire raw onion. There you yep. go. Lovely. If that's something you'd be interested in seeing, please let us know. I would be interested in making that because it would not be me being. How would you eat the onion? Would you chop it up first into like like? Would you very what? finely mince the onion and eat it with a spoon? I think. That... Would you eat it like an apple? I think that would be pretty shite. <laughs> like if I'm gonna eat an onion, I'm gonna fucking eat it like an apple. You know, I'm gonna chew it. You know, all the way. I would vomit my lungs up afterwards, but like, mm. vomit my lungs up? What? Vomit comes like from the lungs. Danny, <laughs> if you would like to see Danny eat a raw onion, um, give us... How much to eat a raw onion, Dan? Oh, I don't know. Uh, 20 quid? 20 quid! 50 quid. 50 quid, okay, yeah. Yeah, give us 50 quid and Danny will eat a raw onion. I will, I will. Um, there you go. We should put that in a Patreon pledge. Get to 30 patrons and Danny will eat a raw onion. Oh, that would be fantastic. I'm going to do that live on air. Oh, that, you're actually doing it. Oh, fuck. Yes, I am. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> no, do it. Do it. I'll, I'll do it. I will. Okay, I'm logging in as we speak. Oh, it's exciting, this. Um, okay, I've forgotten how to do this. Is it special offers? Is that it? I can't remember. Goals. There we go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Okay, goal number of patrons. How many patrons to make you eat a raw onion, Dan? Uh, let's go with a, let's go with fifty. Fifty patrons. Fifty okay. patrons. Let's do it. Okay. Um, what? <laughs> um, if we hit 
50 patrons. And there'll be no editing either. It will be... Danny. We will film it until I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Danny will eat an entire raw onion. Oh, uh, we will film this process and upload it to YouTube without editing it. Yep. Um, <laughs> Who needs self-respect? <laughs> without editing it. There we go. Um, there you go. How do I... There should be a save button. Save changes. There you go. If you go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash shouting into the void, you will be able to, to watch Danny <laughs> eat an entire raw onion. Boom. Isn't that exciting? There you go. Well, maybe, theoretically, one day. One day. Um... And last but certainly not least, we are partnered with another amazing company called Number 12 Crochet Avenue. And Lewis has got some marvellous things to say about them, all of which are true. Indeed I do. Uh, Number 12 Crochet Avenue is an amazing company run by my amazing wife in which she crochets. And she's really, really good at it. You can go and check out her Instagram at Number 12 Crochet Avenue to see everything there is to see about yarn and crochet and everything else you could possibly conceive of. If you liked our other sponsor, Right Side Yarns, you can check out Number 12 Crochet Avenue for some fantastic knits using that yarn. Uh, Go and take a look now. Yes. Well, there you go. That was uh, Mean Girls. It was. Danny, would you like to spin the wheel to decide what we're doing next week? I do. I will. Uh... Hello? Hello? Is it stopped? It's I stopped. can't tell. Yep, it's stopped. <laughs> okay, well, according to... Um... Oh, God, I closed the thing. Um, we're doing Incredibles 1 and 2. Yeah! Lovely. Yeah. I genuinely love those movies. I think I think it's going to be dead good. I was talking about Incredibles and uh, something else too, maybe. Yeah. Let's try and find out who who suggested this cuz so that I can actually give them a shout out. There we go. Any any luck? Yep, yeah, bear with me. Um Incred this was recommended by Aditya, one of our patrons. If you would like to suggest things just as Aditya did, then you can go to our Patreon and you can consider signing up there. Exactly. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. And we'll try and keep politics light on it next week. Uh, Indeed we will. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Um. So, yeah, uh, that's us. It is indeed us. Despite how chaotic this podcast has been, um, Daniel eat a raw onion when we hit 50 patrons. Yep. Um, what an exciting time for us all. Definitely. Well, <laughs> uh, we will see you, hear you, smell you, uh, disrupt the social fabric of, of society uh, next time. Indeed we will. Um, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.